Yeah, when you're losing insurance, you know, and then you're growing up and getting older, sure, uh, you realize you need to ask for a little more help than you're used to because, you know, you walk around, you roll around New York City, and you think you got the world at the palm of your hand. And in a way, I do. In another way, I need the help and support I can get as things get a little more rockier. See, this is Keeping It Real with Alexander Garrett. So I'm going to tell you, tell you how it is. Uh, I'm praying right now, and I hope you can help me that we get myself insured after December 1st. I'm praying that this podcast continues to launch. You know, a few days ago was the actual anniversary of the naming renaming of this podcast called Keeping It Real. It's gone through several variations, by the way. Uh, when I got more than just sports, I just want to name it Covering the Bases because I cover baseball and other news things as well. Then I just thought, you know what? Let's just make it simple. Keep It Real with Alexander Garrett. And you can find me at NYC on Twitter. And of course, you can also follow me on Instagram, that's the same account, at Alex G in NYC. Now, we're also going to have to say a prayer for the family of the now deceased chef at the Cipriani at Grand Central. Unbelievable story there. Uh, found dead in a hotel, motel, known for drugs and prostitution. How the head chef of Grand Central got involved with it, I don't even care. I just pray for his family. Um, this is not closure. This is awful, terrible for his colleagues, himself, and his family. And we have to pray for them. And it's mental health and, and, and life or death is a reason why I'm very proud to introduce this new series. Because we've been fed this whole thing about how corporations are bad for us, how we have to tax corporations, how we have to do this and the other to corporations, harm them financially. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I'll tell you what. If you harm corporations, you will probably harm the mental health of employees that are being helped by these corporations. And so I'm starting a series called We the Shareholder, where in the next few days, you're going to hear a few different stories of companies doing things that are admirable. It isn't a narrative of the greedy CEO taking all the money, taking all the tax breaks. Well, guys, if you want to tax corporations, then you are in fact hamstringing the initiatives of these corporations to do something for their employees. There was a big deal with the business roundtable this week that their shareholders, 200 a CEO's rather making a statement saying, you know, our customers are going to be valued, our employees are going to be valued, and and communities are going to be valued. People made a big deal that the shareholders were actually last on the list. But let me tell you something. These shareholders will still be valued, by the way, by the companies because, hey, they're investing in the company. So why wouldn't the shareholders be valued? But it brought me to a, a moment of deep diving, of deep digging into what the Business Roundtable does, the initiatives that the companies part of the Business Roundtable are doing. And it reminded me of what George Bailey said to Mr. Potter in It's a Wonderful Life. Because this is this this is where I think 
CEOs really want to be headed. Not the direction of taking all the money, but simply this. All because a few starry-eyed dreamers like Peter Bailey stir them up and fill their head with a lot of impossible ideas. Now, I say... Just a minute. Just, just a minute. Now, hold on, Mr. Potter. Just a minute. Now, you're right when you say my father was no businessman. I know that. Why he ever started this cheap penny ante building alone, I'll never know. But neither you nor anybody else can say anything against his character because his whole life... Was why in the 25 years since he and Uncle Billy started this thing, he never once thought of himself. Isn't that right, Uncle Billy? He didn't save enough money to send Harry to school, let alone me. But he did help a few people get out of your slums, Mr. Potter. And what's wrong with that? Probably, here, you're all businessmen here. Don't it make them better citizens? Doesn't it make them better customers? You, you said that they, what'd you say just a minute ago? They, they had to wait and save their money before they even thought of a decent home? Wait, wait for what? until their children grow up and leave them, until they're so old and broken down that they... Do you know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. I'm not interested in your book. I'm talking about the building and loan. I know very well what you're talking about. You're talking about something you can't get your fingers on, and it's galling you. That's what you're talking about, I know. Well, I, I, I've said too much. I, you're, the, you're the board here. You do what you want with this thing. There's just one thing more, though. This town needs this measly one-horse institution, if only to have some place where people can come without crawling to Potter. Come on. And so you got to love George Bailey. People thought this was a socialistic thing. No, really. Capitalism is making a, a a corporation, making something happen for other people to benefit from it, for jobs to be made. Potter wasn't the ideal capitalist. No, that's not. That's not what that movie was about. To those listening, oh yeah, he's talking up to the, you know, up to the capital, talking down to the the capitalist in Potter. No, he's actually talking to the people that have been bettered because of his father. And so, at the end, there says you can do what the board's going to do what it wants. And of course, over the years in the '30s and '40s, the boards were highlighted in all these movies and pretty much demonized. They were like. The evil board making all the decisions. Well, they're still going to have a play because they're investing. But it does seem like if you take off the Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders glasses for a damn minute, it seems that corporations and banks are doing things to better the community. Do you want to know what Bank of America has done? A press release said in in April of 2019. Do you want to know the initiative that Bank of America has done? They've hired 4,700 people from disadvantaged neighborhoods. And they have a goal of hiring 10,000 over the next five years. So, from low to moderate income communities to Bank of America. That's the path that this bank, a bank of many that Bernie Sanders believes we should break up. 
and y'all just going to listen to them because you don't want to listen to the other side. Well, there is another side. The other side is banks like Bank of America, companies like Johnson Johnson are hiring, are bettering lives. So please, if, if you go into 2020 listening to one side that says, occupy Wall Street, occupy the banks, take them all down, tear down corporations, tax them till they're out of existence, 70% Mayor de Blasio, really? Then I feel sorry for you because there's another world out there that's a positive world. That's a real world. And the real world is that employees are being hired by places like Bank of America. And they're giving talented and motivated individuals a range of career opportunities with Bank of America, targeted personalized training delivered from the outset, according to Year Up, a uh, a company, uh, CEO of Year Up, Gerald Chertovin, on the, on the partnership with Bank of America. All I got to do is is look at the business roundtable and see initiatives that are going on to this day. And it launched a career program called Pathways and nearly 30% of the company's consumer business teammates come from lower to moderate income neighborhoods. The company is ex- ex- on track to exceed its 2018 commitment to hire 10,000 individuals from these neighborhoods that they serve. So if you bank with Bank of America, you can become an employee of Bank of America in these communities. How awesome is that? How cool is that? How refreshing is it to hear that banks are actually working for you? It's refreshing to me. I swear I hope it's refreshing to you. They have a thing called the Academy, which they give 80 hours of training to each new employee. It's an award-winning, high-tech, personal training approach that equips employee participants with additional skills and resources they need to succeed now and in the future. Now, the one thing is, back to the shareholder statement, we, the shareholder, is is why I'm titling this. Because we are having a stake in everywhere we work. You have a stake in your time, the amount you make. You're investing yourself in the company you work at. So we are a shareholder. Yes, indeed. And finally, these companies are recognizing that and they're doing it, doing a better job of being initiatives of these initiatives. And they are making us truly a shareholder of their corporation. So it's not that the shareholder has died out. It's not that the board's died out. No, they're still going to have the board. They're still going to have capital investors that pump money into these programs for the better. But when you see a story that 4,700 employees were recently hired in 2018 by Bank of America, when you see Amazon wanting to expand here in New York City, even though they didn't get the chance to, to bring jobs to New York City, a much-needed shot in the arm, you have to be thankful, not spiteful of the companies, not spiteful of CEOs, not spiteful of shareholders even. So go ahead, want to vote for, go and vote for the people that want to hamstring these initiatives by taxing the corporations. Go ahead, tell me what you think. When you see we, American citizens, being hired by Bank of America and other companies, which we'll get through over the next few days, 
Tell me how it's a bad thing. Tell me how it's a bad thing that corporations exist. I'll wait. I'll continue to wait. And we're going to get people out of the low to moderate income neighborhoods. We will. One bank, one corporation, one company, one chance at a time. So, are you willing to look at those chances and just blur out what the media is telling you and what these politicians are telling you? Or are you just going to go along with them? Because they sure as heck weren't any Steve Jobs or Bill Gates. Or even as my dad tells me, Ray Kroc, who created McDonald's. They want to be job killers in the 2020 Democratic field. Not job creators. That should scare you. And if it doesn't, just take a walk. That's all I'm asking. Is take a walk. And if you ever think about rooting for a recession... I will feel very sad for you and very bad for you because no one should want a recession. No one should want to go through what 10 years of post-recession of life through the recession and after have been for many. That's my next, that's why my next uh, company in the series is going to be New York life. They're actually helping forgive College debt. We'll talk about that on the next edition of Kimmy with Alexander Garrett. But please, think of the other side. Look at the initiatives that these companies and corporations and banks that you so want to eliminate from existence. Think of what they're doing to actually help communities. And then get back to me. And then get back to me. I'm Alexander Garrett. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter. Alex G in NYC is my Twitter, Instagram. And on Facebook, you can find me at, at Real Alex Garrett. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon.